Hey guys, welcome back to Preview Alliance Podcast. It's Sarah. And Whitney. Okay, so we're in our pregnancy education series. That's right. We just covered depression. Now, let's talk about anxiety during yes. pregnancy. So, there is actually a term, antenatal anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, it is common. People don't yes. talk about it. Um, you hear a lot of depression, yeah. but anxiety has a big play. It really does. One um, in five. I would honestly say it's probably a little bit more yeah. because we not everyone will report. Exactly. But then to like clients that I work with, to my knowledge, they've never been any part of like a research project or any type of stat gathering. So it's like, so we don't really know, know if that data is as accurate as it could be. I would almost dare say maybe three out of five. Oh, yeah. And then people are not like... And we know this because we're in preview, and we and like you said, that we have higher numbers than one in five that are yeah. expressing this. Mm-hmm. No one's checking in with them during their pregnancy. That's a problem about mental health. Mm-hmm. So, if this, we're going to talk about what it is, mm-hmm. the risk factors, the difference between like worry, anxiety. I think that's a, a oh, thing for sure, and what you can do. Yes. So, what it is, anxiety is feeling kind of like you're obsessing mm-hmm. your hyperventilating panic attacks heart palpitations heart palpitations shortness of breath hot flashes it can be physical and mental Absolutely. presentations mm-hmm. and, and so it's like what's the difference between anxiety and worry so worry is going to be one of those more situational okay it's not going to be something that consumes you for 20 out of 24 hours a day so worry is something like and okay. worry probably has a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's, it's like, okay, my kid is spiked a fever. I'm worried that he it's cold flu season. Exactly. I'm worried we're going down this way. Yeah. Anxiety would be. Oh my gosh, my child has to have, you know, flu, RSV, COVID, pneumonia, something really bad. And they're going to end up at Children's. They're going to end up on a ventilator. They're going to be an ICU. You can't shake it. And it's going to be, again, the spiraling intrusive thoughts. It's going to be worst case scenario. Whereas, you know, as moms, we're going to worry about our kids naturally. Right. But we could say, okay, I'm really worried because you woke up from your nap with a 104 fever. We should be worried about that. Yep. And so, you know, you call the pediatrician, you're worried, okay, well, if they end up positive for, you know, flu, RSV, COVID, they're going to be out of school for a week at a minimum. How am I going to juggle calling out of work for a week and keeping them well and keeping my smaller child well? And you're going to be thinking through those things, which is a logical process. Right. And will not feel good because it is very worrisome. It is heavy. It is a lot to have to logistically deal with but anxiety will take over your life it will and it will make you feel that inevitably it again worst case scenario now i'm not saying it's a best case scenario that you have to call out of work for a week but we're also not in the icu with our child on the ventilator two minutes after our kid popped a fever yeah you know that's where it becomes anxiety is going to be that worst case scenario thinking we're going to have those intrusive thoughts. And it impedes on our day to day. Absolutely. And, you know, with anxiety, you almost feel like there's an impending doom you Ooh, can't get away yes, from. Yes. Almost like you've got a little black rain cloud just right there with you where worry is. Okay. They popped a fever. I'm going to go ahead and give them Motrin and Tylenol, you know, what as I can. I'm going to call the pediatrician, see if I can get them in there. If not, we're going to go to pediatric urgent care. 
We're going to get a swab. You may find yourself almost going into type A task organizer mode yeah. of, okay, well, we need to do da, 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 da. I need to go ahead and tell my work, hey, my kid popped a fever today. I know they can't go to school tomorrow and tomorrow is Monday. Right. I'm going to take them to urgent care and I'll keep you posted on if I have to take other days off of work. Right. Okay, task manager, right there, boom, 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 going to get our plan together because plans do help ease anxiety and worry. We know that. Yes. But if it's anxiety, again, you're thinking, well, what if we go to urgent care and they do have flu? And again, what if we do end up at children's and blah, 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 blah. What if they have a febrile seizure? I'm going to lose my mind if they have a febrile seizure. What if we're in a car accident on the way to the urgent care? Yeah. I mean, we are kind of spiraling, but we're going in different directions while we spiral. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. So anxiety is going to be one of those, there's no real control with it. You can't rationalize yourself no. out back to just the day-to-day thing. It's like you're tumbling down a mountain, not a hill, a mountain, we're and you can't see, We're literally stop. an avalanche starting. Exactly. Okay. And then worry is going to be like, okay, I don't like this. But again, task manager of, we need to do da-da-da-da-da. I need to, to try and figure out how to do it. Yes. Okay. Because again, that gives us a sense of control and it gives us a plan. When we have a plan, our worry does tend to decrease. We're still concerned. Because anxiety comes out of a protection mechanism to a it point. It really does. And then it spirals, to you know. beyond. And worry, again, is that protective measure, but it's also, okay, I need to take action. So protective action, action. Action versus being captured in this. Think of it like the flight, fight, or fawn. Yes. So worry can take you to the fight mode, which is task management, getting a game plan. Right. Anxiety is going to put you in flight or fawn. So you're just like, Your uh, brain is going, but you're kind of frozen in the moment. Oh, a thousand percent. I love that. I totally resonate that. So people might be like, okay, cool. What does that look like during pregnancy? Well, maybe you are losing sleep over thoughts, Mm -hmm. scary thoughts. You could be... And I'm not saying that this is not a founded concern because if you've experienced child loss before, it is a valid concern. Very. But you could always be worried about, is my baby okay? Especially if you cannot feel that baby kick. So you can be obsessive over counting the kicks, the movement. Yes. Feeling like you need to have an at-home Doppler to keep uh-huh. track of the and heart rate. Constantly listening to the heartbeat. Yeah. Not or, just like a weekly check-in. Right. Or calling your doctor mm-hmm. frequently for reassurance yeah and then once given reassurance that's still not enough yeah it it's temporary reassurance uh-huh. right or just like we said you're noticing your heartbeat you're mm-hmm. difficult to breathing you're experiencing yeah. panic attacks and you're or maybe you're obsessing over things yeah. now like everything has to be clean i have yeah. to wipe things mm-hmm. constantly or maybe we have to do things multiple times to avoid something bad happening so this could be presenting during pregnancy mm-hmm. And again, with like we talked with depression, people, it's hard to kind of know it and see it because pregnancy can make you have these symptoms in a way. Yeah. Right? Because people can rationalize it. I'm pregnant for the first time. I hear scary things. I'm afraid of my child. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm more anxious. Right? There's some justification. Absolutely. But again, it's when it spirals, when we feel like we're frozen from that fear. And we're not doing anything like tasks to fix it correct we're dwelling now in, in that. pregnancy that is a little bit harder so hard because there's not a ton that we can do during pregnancy that is task oriented right now it, let's throw a hypothetical out there let's just say 
a pregnant mama is driving to work and she gets rear-ended. Not a bad accident. Let me not life-threatening, but she gets rear-ended. So she's naturally concerned. Oh yeah. So what she should do is call her OB, say, Hey, I was in a fender bender this morning. I overall feel okay, but I really just need the baby to get checked on. Yeah. Absolutely. That is task management. Right. That gives you an action plan. Your OB needs to know about that anyway. Yes. And they would want you to come in and get yes. checked. Oh, yeah. So keep those things in mind, too, of what is in your control, what is not within your control. Now, if you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, no bleeding, no physical trauma, nothing to make you panic, and all of a sudden you think, I have to go be seen because what if? Well, it's one of those, okay, are you far enough along to feel the baby kick? And you're thinking, well, I haven't felt the baby kick. At that point, always talk to your doctor about this, but I would say eat something with a little bit of sugar or have a little bit of caffeine. See within 30 minutes if you can get baby to kicking. If not, then absolutely I would go ahead and go on to the hospital kind of thing. But if it's one of those you wake up and you think, oh, inevitably my baby is gone and we don't have a reason to believe that. Mm -hmm. That's when I would use our grounding thoughts and say, okay, right now I don't have a reason, a tangible reason to say this is why I could have lost my baby. Right. Now, if I'm still feeling this freaked out about it in the morning, I will call my OB and see if they can just check for a heartbeat. Right. Those kinds of things. When it's hard too when you're pregnant because it's like you're growing this baby, but you have such little control. That it's is the hard part in and pregnancy. And it's like in your body, but you have such little control. Yeah. Now, risk factors for anxiety in pregnancy is very similar to when we talked about it depression. Is. So realize there's going to be a little bit of a repeat or an overlap with some of these. So, I mean, the same thing. History of mental health, anxiety. Yeah, for attacks, yourself or family. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Substance abuse, drugs. XX stress. Mm-hmm. If you're already a type A or Enneagram 1 person, Hello. I always say type A equals type anxiety. Yes. If you've had a history of any type of pregnancy and or child loss, that will... This pregnancy is super high risk. Exactly. Again, if you have a diagnosis of hyperemesis gravida, Mm -hmm. if you've got a diagnosis of gestational diabetes, if you've had a prior diagnosis of preeclampsia, you're going to be on edge. So keep that in mind. Now, the big thing too is anxiety during pregnancy, we know is treatable mm-hmm. by therapy the same way we talked about with postpartum depression or and pregnancy depression is the earlier we can recognize yeah. hey something's feeling off uh-huh. then we can intervene and yes. we can get that help absolutely because you don't want to be stuck in that paralyzing worry anxiety it's miserable well then you're not going to be able to function you're not so if you're recognizing it will I'm limit your life that's something you need to help. And I remember um, having such anxiety during pregnancy. Granted, because it was a high-risk pregnancy yeah. and stuff. I just felt, like you said, trapped. Mm-hmm. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. And I did not know at the time to reach out to therapy. But that would have yeah. been so beneficial to me. Absolutely. Just someone to process this with. So that's why we would encourage you, if you don't have a therapist on board... Um, you know, if you're in Alabama, kind of reach out to Previa Alliance, see what you can do there. Reach out to your insurance company, uh-huh. see who they cover you to go see. see. In-network providers Exactly. Are. Um, if you feel like you're not super comfortable doing therapy, because it does, you know, you do have to be vulnerable to do therapy. Right. Voice journal. Uh-huh. Get those things out. Schedule that worry time. Oh, yes. So allot yourself 10 or 15 minutes as needed to pen and paper journal, voice journal, just process it however you need to process it. 
but set that alarm on your phone for no more than 15 minutes because then we start to dwell and spiral on all the things. Let it out. But give yourself an opportunity to feel your feels. Uh, yes. Give yourself that opportunity. If you can, um, I know we're in Alabama, you know, we were 70 degrees earlier this week. Now we're 45. We don't really know what we're doing here with weather. <laughs> we, we don't had, know where we're at. We, we had tornadoes earlier this week, and now we had frosted windshields today. Uh-huh. So we don't really know what we're doing. But if the weather is good, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Do some, you know, grounding outside. Yes. Go barefoot out on the grass for a little bit. Yes. You know, deep breaths, learning mm-hmm. how to take that deep yes. breath in. Get at the top and let it out. That's right. Calm your body. Sleep. Prioritize your sleep. As Ad- best you can in pregnancy. And I pregnancy. know you're in pregnancy and that, that may look like naps. That yes. may look like less time than you normally. Yeah. And something we're seeing a lot in Pravia too is we're getting a lot of spikes of anxiety in the first trimester. Oh, absolutely. And I Harvard actually mm. says that's a thing mm-hmm. because our hormone influx and that's when they would expect to see the greatest amount of anxiety. Absolutely. So if you're in that first trimester and you're like, whoa. What the heck? I've never experienced this before. Uh-huh. Check in on it. Yeah. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach out for support then. Go for go it. Go for it. If you want to say, let me ground myself. Let me do my work. Yeah. Let me work on my walks. Let me just say this to someone mm-hmm. and let's check in yeah. in a couple of weeks. Let's use our toolbox tools. Yes. which we Let's have use those. So many of those. And then if I feel this way in two weeks, then I'll reach out. And that's fine too. Because yes. the important thing is that person said, hey. Something's up. Something's up. So we want you to capture that, you know, it's like you a wildfire, right? You want to smell that smoke and find it when it's little. Exactly. You don't want it taken over the whole forest. No. And so mental health's the same way. So that's why we start in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We give you this education. And so if again, let's say it again like we said in depression. If this is resonating with you, mm-hmm. you're not a bad mom. Yep. This is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And there is help. Yep. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. All right, guys. Till next time. That's right. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Preview Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder, Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker, Whitney Gay, each episode focused on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help.